0: Alright, I'm here, I'm doing this, I'm, I'm doing this, ladies and gentlemen, whoever's listening, there could be nobody listening, It could probably be like three people listening, I don't know, but if you are listening, how you doing, alright, my name is Rogelio Lopez, you can call me Raj, alright, I'm a huge football fan, I'm a huge fighting fan, I'm a huge, I I love sports, I love sports, um, I, mm, let me let me pull back on that statement. I love sports. I love watching them, but there are a few sports I don't love watching. All right. And before I get into the topics I want to get into today, um, or just the main topic that I want to get into today, since this is, the, this is my first time doing a, a podcast, and I want to keep it simple for myself and for the listener. This way, it's not like me going all over the place, trying to act like I'm a pro here when I'm really not. Um, over time, I'll get to that point where I'm where I'm like, okay, five topics, boom, 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 boom. But I'm not there yet, so we're going to keep it to one topic. But before I get into that topic, I want to make it very clear. If you're you know, a baseball fan, or if you're a Bryce Harper fan, right, and you happen to be listening, and you're like, man, I I, want to know what he thinks about uh, if you even care for my take. But let's say you care for my take, and you're, you're interested in this Bryce Harper situation, him being a free agent. I don't even know if he's signed yet, to be honest with you. He probably already signed. He probably signed three hours ago, and I have no idea. But that's the point. If you are a baseball fan of any sort, this isn't the show for you, buddy. Sorry. Pack it up, take it somewhere else. I respect guys like Bryce Harper, guys like Albert Pujols, guys like Mike Trout, guys like Aaron Judge. You know, guys like Mariano Rivera who were who were here in the past, and 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 you know the Roy Holliday's, the Cliff Lees, and I, I respect you know. Those, those the, the players who are able to, you know, do those kinds of things. Aaron Judge, Giancarlo, you know. You, I respect the players who are able to do that, you know. I don't keep it real with you, buddy. I could give a, f- I can give a shit less. To be honest, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't. I really don't. Um, The game is boring, okay. It's boring unless you're playing it or like if you're there with a beer in your hand and a hot dog in the other hand then it becomes a little interesting because you're you know you're actually at the game and you're you're feeling the 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 vibe and the aura and the environment or you know you're playing the game and and you know you're you're standing on first base and you're winning you 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 need little mikey to 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 hit a to, to hit a fucking a double because you want to get to third base because you want to be one more play away you want to be one more at bat away from getting to home that's that's it you know what i mean like it's it's good. it's so interesting that way but when you're sitting on your couch and you're watching baseball from the start of the very first inning to the end of the no it's boring as fuck it's so fucking boring it, no one's interested you know you could tell you could you could say hey hey listen raj first of all Bryce Harper he signed with the Phillies oh really yeah yeah he signed with the Phillies he's going to he's going to revive the fire of the Phillies okay okay cool cool tell me more tell me more okay okay now listen right His first game, his first game with the team, his first game starting for the team, this is what's going to happen. Every single time he comes up to bat, on the first pitch, he's launching that bitch into the fucking parking lot. Are you serious? Yep. Every time he comes to bat, he will launch it out of the fucking field. Really? Yep. How many home runs you got? I want to say seven. Seven. Yeah, wow, seven home runs for the guy, and not a single time does he miss the ball. Nope, never misses the ball. What's gonna be the What's gonna be the the ending uh score for the game? Fifteen to zero. Interesting. It's the first the the home opener, the first game of. The- yeah, I'm still not fucking watching. I'm still not gonna watch the game. I don't care. I don't care. It's a boring game, bro. I don't give a shit. Um, so sorry, not sorry. You know. I love football. I love fighting. I love, you know, I love I love sports. Um, only sports I don't love watching. I don't want to sit around and wait an hour and a half, and just to see, you know, I don't want to sit around for an hour and a half just to see a team score one fucking goal in soccer. No, I don't. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not. No, I'm not gonna sit around for an hour and a half just to see the the score end one zero. So help me God. Um, I'm not gonna sit here and watch a bunch of guys with no. I mean, yeah, it's interesting when when you break it down, but. I'm not gonna sit here and watch rugby. A bunch of guys wearing no pads, tossing a, ten, a, a, a football that looks like it ate another football, just tossing it backwards the entire fucking game, giving each other's black eyes and fucking broken noses. I'm not watching it, bro. And it's not because of how dangerous, how how violent it's. No, I'm fucking I'm with it, bro. I I love MMA. I see guys getting knocked out every fucking weekend watching MMA fights. It's just, it's fucking boring. It's fucking boring, bro. I don't want to watch a game, I don't want to watch figure, extreme figure skating, because that's what hockey is, is extreme figure skating, where you gotta put the puck into the net. That's all it is. That's it, that's it. It only gets exciting when it becomes boxing. That's a tell in itself. You mean some of your sport only becomes exciting when people fight? Huh. Okay. Get the fuck out of my face. Here's what I'm going to talk about, and right before I get into the to the Super Bowl, because that's that is what that that is the topic today. Um, I saw earlier today, I'm recording this on like at like literally 3:45 a.m. on February 1st. Why? Because I recorded a whole length lengthy, like an hour and a half episode. I recorded an hour and a half podcast, I guess you could say, via my uh, my iPhone, the the voice memos app excuse me, a little gassy, and um, hour and a half, and I went in depth, you know, um, I I got sidetracked a lot, I spoke about a lot of other topics and a lot of other things, and so like, you know, whatever, but the reason why I'm recording this now is because that, for some reason, that thing, the moment I finished, I pressed done, I um, I wanted to put it on my laptop so I can put it online, immediately as soon as I did that file got corrupted. Tried to update my phone. See if that would work. That didn't work. But, the, but finally got the file on my computer. Looked up all these different ways. How do I, you know, repair a corrupted uh, audio file? I did all the steps. Nothing worked. And I sat, played Madden, ate some chips. And I was frustrated for about, mm, I don't know, three hours. I'm still awake because I have a horrible sleep schedule. Um, but, um, yeah, so I finally now I'm like I'm cool I'm like alright you know what um I'm gonna do this I'm gonna record this podcast I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and so now that leads me to to now where I'm finally you know gonna do this and hopefully it goes right this time and I don't have to do it again so alright so like I said it's like about like 3 5, almost 4am um you know, I'm recording this podcast in a kitchen because I don't have a studio, so I have my phone. Who cares? All right, excuse me, let's get down to business. Earlier yesterday, I found out that um, Christoph's Porzingis was traded. Well, I don't know if the trade got finalized. I think the trade did get finalized. I'm, I'm I think it probably did. I wasn't paying attention to, to that today because I had so much other things, that I, a couple other things that I was tending to. But I saw he was traded. I didn't see who he was traded for, but I saw he was traded. I'm not going to go looking it up because I don't want to make this first episode about two different things. I just wanted to put that out there in case if you're listening and for some reason, you know, because chances are no one's listening to this until like a week after it comes out. And so by then you should already know Chris Stops is a fucking maverick, but whatever. Chris Stops is a fucking maverick. Okay. I think it's an interesting move. I think it's an interesting move. Um, to be honest, I mean, well, no, I'm, I'm not going to say I saw it coming because, I mean, I don't follow basketball as heavily as I follow football and combat sports, but I feel it enough to know <clears throat> that Chris Stopps has had a, a bit of a trouble when it comes to his injuries and whatnot. Um, and I I wanna I do wanna know I'm gonna look at it tomorrow because I do plan on f- like doing another episode like next week, like early next week to be a pretty much recap and see if my prediction for the Super Bowl was right. So by then I'll have like more, like I'll have more of a of an actual take on what I think of the trade because I gotta look and see what the what the uh, the Knicks are getting in return. I would assume they're gonna get. I would assume they're gonna get something to put themselves in line to hopefully get Zion next year. And I love the, when it comes to sports, like I I I, liked it. I love the Clippers. This is weird. I love the Clippers. I don't know why. I think it was Blake Griffin. Bl- I watched Blake Griffin playing there. I enjoyed watching Blake Griffin play. And then, you know, there was, there was also that time, where, you know, CP3, Blake Griffin, DeAndre uh, uh, Jordan and whatnot. It was just a fun time. JJ Redick. it was a fun time to be a Clippers fan. I mean, not so fun when it came to the postseason, but in the regular season, it was it was a fun time. Um, but yeah, I'm a Clippers fan, so I really want the Clippers, I've, I've, been, I've, me and a, and, a, and my cousin, we've wanted the Clippers to just play like shit all year, to get a shot at Zion, but we'll see what happens there. Um, in football, I'm a more of a, I'm a I'm saying this with my pride, I'm more of an Indianapolis Colts fan. Um, to make it, to make the long story short, all my brothers have different teams, One's a, you know, you got a Broncos fan, Ravens fan, Packers fan, a Jets fan. And my sister's a Packers fan. And my mom's a Cowboys fan. And my dad's a Steelers fan. And when I was younger, it came down to, you know, what team are you are going to root for? And I saw Peyton Manning playing, and I thought, that guy was like a stud. And then I became a Colts fan. And then when he got injured, he went to the Broncos. It became a decision of, do I want to just piggyback Peyton Manning everywhere he goes? You know, whether it's first stop Broncos, next stop this, that, you know. Or do I just want to stay loyal to the team? And I thought, no, I got to stay loyal to the team. I got to... Keep myself. I gotta take myself and and take a step away from everyone else. Everyone else has their own team. I don't want to piggyback off anybody else. I want to be my own person. So I stood a Colts fan. And I've been I've been happy to be a Colts fan. You know we've had we we had a an up and down year this year, but it's looking good for the future. But let's nosedive right into it. Let's nosedive. Let's, no, let's nosedive right into these what ifs <clears throat> before we get to the Super Bowl. So the big what if, which has been talked about all week long, which I think is a little unfair to the Rams, but we've been talking. A lot of people have been talking about the uh, the no call, the uh, pass interference that was not called. Look, I agree. Should have been a pass interference. Saints should be in the Super Bowl. But here's what happens if the Saints go to the Super Bowl. In my in my honest opinion, here's what happens if the Saints go to the Super Bowl. I think the Patriots blow them out. It's it's, it's, a, it's a bold statement because you got Drew Brees with Kamara and Ingram and Michael Thomas with a couple other receivers supporting. Um, you got that defense, Marshawn Lattimore. You know that defense, Cam Jordan and stuff like that. Like these guys have shown up when they've needed to show up, um, and this has been like the kind of like the like the like the story of the the, the Saints for the past. Two years. Last year was the same thing. Like it, it was towards you know the end of the regular season, heading into the postseason, that the Saints' defense really showed everyone. Look, we're here. We want to win. You know what I mean? Um, and that's interesting. That's really interesting. Um, and I think it's kind of it's kind of what you need out of your team. You you need that defense to look. If if you don't want to show up September October, fine. If we have an offense like, because like the Saints have the type, the type of offense, like, look, if the defense isn't doing it, this offense is gonna do it. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, um, <clears throat> Michael Thomas, you know, uh, Trey Quan Smith, you know, like we, we, you know, we have they have the the offense and Drew Brees, they have the offensive weapons to get the get the W's. So if the, if the defense wants to say, look, we we need we need some time to to get there, give us till like late October, fine, because that's when we need you. Because by then the the offense is gonna be a little tired. The offense is gonna be sitting there saying, Look, bro, I've been winning every fucking week. I'm tired. Can we can I get a break? You gonna give me a break? thank you. Thank you for the break. You know, so I think there's nothing wrong with that. And I like that the Saints have done that. But um I feel like with the with the <clears throat> what the pagers do best and i know this because i i know a couple patriots fans who are die hard. They're die hard patriots fans. And they don't they don't let me not know it. Like it's either i'm going to hear it from friends and family members of mine who are patriots fans or i'm going to go watch, you know, Fox Sports or i'm going to go watch NFL Network, ESPN, whatever and someone else is going to tell me how good the patriots are. They're the dynasty, They're the current dynasty and there's, there's no knocking that. Like if if you're sitting there saying the Patriots suck. You're Stop being a hater. Like, just be honest. They don't. They don't suck at all. They're the best team in football. It's fine. No one's... It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Once upon a time, the Cowboys and the Steelers were the best teams in football. It's no longer like that. There are several teams below 500 this year that have been able to beat guys like the Cowboys and the Steelers. Several years later, when before, they were the best teams in football. <clears throat> There's about a two, three-year span where... The Niners, were looked at as one of, the, as one of, like one of, if not the best team in the NFC. It's no longer like that. There's not many. There's not many teams that are, that are going into playing the Niners thinking, "Oh shit, we gotta play the Niners." No. So whole it, It's a different world, all right. <clears throat> and this Patriots world is gonna last another two years, I think. <clears throat> so, but the, but the, but one thing I've learned about the Patriots is that what they do the best is that they take away your best player. Honestly. Now, it's hard to... I mean, to take away your quarterback is is a little difficult because that comes down to, you know, are you going to injure them? Which no one ever wishes for, but is that what you're going to do? Are you going to, you know, bring in the pass rush? Excuse me, that's easier said than done, you know? So what are you going to do to stop the quarterback? Well, let's just say that's not what we're going to do. We're not necessarily going to stop the quarterback, but in reference and by association. Yeah, what we're going to do is gonna, is going to stop the quarterback. And what that thing is going to be is the Patriots are going to look at, okay, well what what do you guys do the best? You run the ball best? That's your best asset. We're going to stop that. That's not happening. Okay? And then when you get comfortable passing, we're not going to let you do that. Now, I know every team says that. Every team says this is what we're gonna do. But the Patriots, unlike every team, they especially in the postseason, they actually do it. They look at your best player. I don't know if this is true, but I heard this from. I think it might have been like. My, I think it might have been like my cousin, or I probably heard it somewhere. But I heard somewhere that what the Patriots do is that they'll do something to the to the to the sense of like they'll put like their second best corner on your best receiver, and their best corner on your second best receiver, and and pretty much like they'll take the defense and they'll flip it around to your offense is looking at them thinking wait what the what the fuck what is this this isn't huh looking at the quarterback like yo what's the play again I think they know it you I, I think they know the play bro and then you should know how you hike the ball and the defender's there before the receiver's there and now it's a pick <laughs> It's crazy, um, but I've seen it happen. Like I've seen, I've seen them do it to the Colts. You know, they would they would constantly take away. You know, they hadn't the, they had this they had this ability to take T Y Hilton out of the game most of the time. Take T Y Hilton out of the game, or at least take him out of the big um, play uh, spots. In the sense of like, you know, T Y. Yeah, he'll rack up a couple catches on like a five yard, ten yard gain. But when Andrew Luck wants him on like that twenty five yard, it's not there. It's not happening. And that sucks for for the quarterback because it's like well, that's the best to play I want though well okay, but you get it just play you want, but you're not gonna have it um so that's a bummer and, and that's that's something they're capable of doing, and like that what's crazy is that they're not necessarily one of the best defenses in the league by any means um best defenses in the league are like the rams the 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 bears um Saw a stat that had the the Colts ranked pretty highly with defense, but I don't believe that. I'm not buying it. I, even as a fan, I'm not buying that. Maybe it's just me feeling like it's too good to be true, but I'm not buying it. I would say that the Cowboys have a better defense than the um the Colts, the the Jaguars. You know, like the the Titans, the Titans have a really stubborn, stingy defense. The only, only teams that really like give that have really given the the Titans trouble are like division rivals. To be honest, like the Colts scored. Twenty eight plus twice on them this year, so that's one. Um, so yeah, so but what, but what the Patriots do have at defense is their ability to game plan, their ability to go into the week, and Bill Belichick just stand there, just all right, we're not gonna let Tyree kill fifty yards down the field, wide open. Like it's like, and it's so subtle. I hope you guys heard that. I hope you guys heard that was a, that was a good that was a good impression I made of Belichick, but I'm not sure how loud it was. <clears throat> but like you know, that's kind of like their thing, and like they do it so well, they really do take away your best weapons. So I feel like going against the Saints. Look, I respect Drew Brees. I respect that he's one of those quarterbacks who, like Philip Rivers, like Tom Brady, like Peyton Manning, like Russell Wilson this year, like like Andrew Luck has done most of his career, like how Aaron Rodgers would do it now again. He has this ability to look around the field and pick out these receivers who you don't even know, but he makes them a superstar. Time after time, I've seen Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and all like all the guys I just mentioned. Time after time, I've seen them. You know, it's kind of like, it's as if like they're like in the practice field and they're like, "Hey, hey, buddy, how tall are you? Six feet? You run, you run pretty fast. Let me see you run. Run from here to there. That's pretty fast. You can catch. Here, catch this ball real quick. Got oh, you? Caught it." That's pretty good. You want to play this Sunday? Hey, hey, coach, can you put him in? Okay, cool. You're going to play this Sunday. And next you know, that guy's fucking 100 yards and two touchdowns. All right? Like, it's I've seen it. I've seen it. Aaron Rodgers did it almost all year. Who the fuck is Marquez Valde- what, what, Valdez scanning? Who the fuck is that? I don't know. But he's he fucking killed it for about two, three weeks. You know what I mean? Like, who the fuck is Geronimo Allison? I don't know. Got a cool name. But I don't know who the fuck he is. Makes plays. It's like, and Drew Brees is that same kind of guy, you know? He he takes his talent. He he amplifies them big time. But you can't ignore the fact that, yeah, you know, Ted Ginn is nice. Traquan Smith is nice, you know? I I, I believe Ben Watson's still healthy, but Ben Watson's cool, you know? But Michael Thomas is the guy. Michael Thomas is the guy who can, you know, I remember playing fantasy football and I'd play against people who started Mike Thomas and motherfuckers got like 35 points against me in the first fucking half. I'm like, Jesus Christ, bro. Relax. Just drop a fucking pass for once, don't you? Like, fumble something. Fumble something. Like, um, <clears throat> so, so, yeah, so, I think in the Patriots' sense that they were playing the Saints in the Cerebral, I think, for starters, Stefan Gilmore versus Michael Thomas, I think that's a, Situation where Stephon Gilmore can actually not necessarily shut him down because I think he, I think Michael Thomas against Stefan Gilmore, he'll still have you know his his uh, what five catches for like eighty yards, but I don't see him scoring. And that and, that's, and by you, that's not shutting him down, but the Patriots' way of looking at it, I just got to keep you out of the end zone. Look, you can get you can get in here and score as many field goals as you want. If I'm scoring touchdowns for every one of your field goals, I'm winning every single time, and that's that's pretty much what they do. They look at your game plan. They see that you just want to get down there and just put up whatever you can. Okay, cool. I just want to get down there and put up touchdowns, okay? I want to win the game. You want to stay in the game. Huge difference. And I feel like with that being said, that's why I feel like, you know, you take away Michael Thomas. Not to knock Drew Brees, who else is he going to throw to? Yeah, he's got all the weapons he can throw to. He can create something, but is it going to work? I don't think so. Run the ball. Okay, run the ball. So keep running the ball. You're going to keep running the ball when you're down 14? Is that what you're going to keep doing? Or are you going to turn it into screen passes? Well, they're expecting the screen passes. They're going to stop you from doing that. Keep in mind, the Patriots are probably the best team in the league at screen passes. Outside of maybe the Bears and whatnot. Outside of the Bears and the, and the, and the Chiefs. So what are you actually going to do to them? You can't once you lost that. That's why I feel like the Rams are the perfect matchup for... The Patriots, well, they're the perfect team to play. I won't say perfect matchup for the Patriots. That, that makes the Patriots sound way too favorable. But they're the perfect team to play the Patriots from the NFC. And the reason why is because they, they're they loaded at weapons. Yeah, they lost Cooper Cup. And that you can tell that that hurts them. You can tell that that frustrates Jared Goff on certain plays. You know, he wishes he could turn around. He could turn to his right and see Cooper Cup there for, like, a 15-yard gain or whatever. But it's not there, and it's something you got to go accustomed to. And what scares me, though, for Jared Goff is that he has been inconsistent the past couple weeks. He's been up and down with his game, stuff like that, you know, throwing picks where they're not necessary, stuff like that. But, you know, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, you know, those two tight ends, Tyler Higbee and Gerald Everett, they're not necessarily, like, the type of tight ends that, like, if they're free agent tomorrow, you know, the, the Seahawks are jumping all over them because they don't have a tight end. No. that Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, they're not those type of tight ends. They're the type of tight ends that if they're a free agent tomorrow, the Packers are thinking about it because they, they need a backup for Jimmy Graham. They're the tight end, you know, the the, the Patriots are thinking about it because they could use a backup for Gronk. They're not the type of tight ends that are going to dominate the game. But the way in which Sean McVay utilizes them and, you know, bringing in Everett here, bringing in Higby there, you know, setting up the two tight ends set, you know, every so often and whatnot, and being able to stretch the field with them and give Jared Goff that extra option when his two or three aren't working, they work out for that. Todd Gurley, I don't know if he's one hundred percent healthy, but if he is one hundred percent healthy, one one healthy Todd Gurley makes up for one and a half run, any running back, and that includes Sony Michelle and James White. That is scary. C.J. Anderson, you know, he's he's been going off lately, you know. I don't remember his numbers from the previous game. I'm not sure if he even went off in that previous game, but I know in general he's been tearing it up. Let me look that up, as a matter of fact. I should look up um, C.J. Anderson's recent game, but I'm going to keep talking while I do that. Um, so, like, the, the, the Rams, they have all these aspects that make them appear to be... The better team. But here's the thing about the Patriots, because on paper, don't get me wrong, on on paper, the um the Rams are are significantly better. Okay, I'm looking. Yeah, he didn't he didn't have a good game last time, last week he did not have a good game. But before that, the dude went three straight weeks. Is this is this legit? No way. This is bullshit. You gotta be fucking kidding. No, yeah, it's legit, Wow, my man had three straight games over a hundred yards. really? That's fucking crazy. You gotta be kidding me. that's wow uh, <laughs> I'll look at this now like in fucking total complete awe, like what the fuck? The dude has been fucking going off the one team he couldn't go off against is New Orleans, and arguably New Orleans has a bit of a better uh has a bit of a better defensive defensive front than. The New England Patriots. But what the Patriots bring to the table, though, amongst all of the teams, right? The Chiefs could be in the Super Bowl, too. If D. Ford wasn't standing above the line, that's a play that was bound to happen. Because when you look at that play, usually it offsides, neutral zone, infraction. Sometimes, you know, when it happens, you know, it gets called, like, after the ball's already been snapped and the play keeps going. It's a dead play, but it keeps going, you know, just to see, you know, can we score a touchdown, whatever. But sometimes, you know, because the the, the defender gets off the line so quickly, they get to the quarterback even quicker. And then the quarterback, you know, throws an accidental pick, but it doesn't matter because, you know, offside, neutral zone infraction, whatever the case may be. Excuse me. In this case, he was just standing offsides. He didn't rush over offsides. He was just standing offsides. And they didn't catch it till later, which was a little like, I don't want to say it was suspect, but it was like, if I'm a a Chiefs fan, I'm annoyed by the fact that they waited so long to to throw that flag. You know, like, if I'm a Chiefs fan, I'd rather hear the hate after the game of people saying, like, oh, if, it, if they would have called that flag, it would have been a different game. Because then, if anything, I'm on the same boat as the Rams. Because then now now there's a new narrative. The Super Bowl, that shouldn't be. That'd be a fun narrative. But whatever. Um, But, so, but yeah, like, like that was an interesting play because D Ford, like, he didn't rush off the line. He, st- he was standing off the line. So his, him being offside did not impact where tom brady threw the ball because the flag wasn't thrown until after that it wasn't thrown until after the fucking the flag i mean it wasn't thrown until after the pick tom brady just throws it too high for one of the biggest tight ends in the league and it falls into the hands of the safety i believe it was the safety yeah i think it was the safety that it fell into the hands of and then that would have that should have been game over but you know they threw the flag they look at the they look at the the footage and he was he was over the line and whatnot and it sucks, but it's what it is. But the the Patriots though, what well, they do better than the Chiefs, what they do better than the Chargers. They showed it in the Chiefs and Chargers game. What well, they do better than all these other teams, they game plan so much better. They're so much better at game planning. They're so much better at preparing. And like I said earlier, they have this mentality. They go into the game and they're looking like we, we're gonna win. We want we were coming in here to win. Meanwhile, the other team, because they're playing this the Patriots this Patriots team, because because they're playing this mystique they're going to that game, thinking, I just want to stay in it. I just want to keep this a close game. Like, no, man, win the fucking game. Don't. Who cares if it's a close game or not? Win the fucking game. Whether you whether you keep whether it's a close game or not. If I go to John at the end at the at the end of the week, I go to John and I say, Hey, John, did you see the uh, Patriots Rams game? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Who won? Patriots. Well, that's all I need to know. Don't that, score. Don't give a fuck. Just tell me who won. Patriots won. Okay. The fucking score realistically realistically, does not matter at all. Unless we're talking the way I'm talking. I'm talking, you know, because the purpose of the show is to go down, is to, is to break down stats at a certain point and all that stuff. But unless you're on that kind of show, the fucking numbers don't mean shit. To the casual audience, to the casual person, it's whether you won or you didn't. Did you win or did you lose? You lost? Okay, whatever. Get out of here. Oh, you won? You beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl? High five, bro. That's what's up. I don't care about the score. I don't care that it was a close game. I don't care that you only, won by, you only won by one point. I don't give a shit. High five. You know what I mean? Um, and look, and I and I've got it on. I know people who've been to at this point now. I know people who've been to you know Foxborough. I know people who've been in that Patriot Stadium, and they say themselves, look, there's a there's something about that stadium. It feels different. It's different in there. There's something about that stadium. I don't know if they had some fucking somebody's abuela well. I was going around with fucking brujeria, fucking doing all their witchcraft and whatnot, but something was in that, something's in that fucking stadium. You know, and it feels different. You don't feel like you're in, you don't feel like, you know, you're you're, you're you're playing your your everyday football game. You feel like you're doing something different. And there's something to that because you see every team go through it. I've been a Colts fan for a very long time. I've seen Andrew Luck go through it, what, six times now. He plays the Patriots and I can tell, I can see him look in his face. He looks shook. He's tense. He's trying to, he's trying to outsmart Bill Belichick and Tom Brady by himself. Stop. Don't do that. Just play the fucking game. You got passes that you do routinely. You got plays that you guys practice day in and day out. Just fucking run them. Run them. Oh, oh, what? Stephon Gilmore's top corner? Who gives a fuck? Run the damn play. Beat your fucking man. Get open. Run the play. You know what I mean? Oh, he's covered up. Then don't fucking throw over there. I don't... You know what I mean? Like... Oh, but it worked last week. Who gives a fuck? It's not working right now. Throw it somewhere else. Do something else. You know, for the Chiefs, it's like, you know, yeah, we only, you know, we got, you know, we can win the game. It's got two minutes left, you know. But let's just score right now. No, you fucking dummy. What are you doing? You're gonna give Tom Brady the ball with fucking over a minute. I know it sounds, it sounds like the most far fetched thing that a football team down. I think they were down like seven or something like that. Yeah, they were down seven. Was it seven? I don't know. They were down. They were down a possession. Um, they had tied. They had only only had like a minute and a half, maybe to tie it up, and they only had like they like maybe had like two timeouts, something like that. It sounds ridiculous that like someone is sitting there thinking, "Oh, they can definitely do it." But when is the Patriots, when it's Tom Brady, comeback king, all game long, I have watched the whole game. All game long, I'm seeing Julian Edelman catch the exact same pass up the middle between between zone coverage when I'm seeing all this stuff happen I'm seeing that in the past two drives Gronk has opened up more he's, he's, he's been getting a little more loose when I'm seeing all that happen what the fuck are you doing? like that's just pissed me off by Damian Williams like dude just sit down on the fucking on the first snap why are you why do you need to run it in right now? sit down Second second down do it again and then score on the third. Why the fuck do you feel... Why do you feel like you... Either way, this this drive is meant to win you the game. These next probably four downs are supposed to win you the game. So if it takes all four downs, okay, cool, whatever. Who gives a fuck? Win. Just, if you're going to win the game, win it smart. You know what I mean? And that's the problem that a lot of teams make. And that's the problem that Andy Reid has made his whole career. You know, you're in these big games and you think, you know, oh, I'm just going to... Who cares about the clock? No, bro. Everyone gives a fuck about the clock, you dummy. So I digress from that. Um, but those are the what ifs. You know, the Chiefs could be, should, you know, if if the defensive tackle turns to his right and sees that D Ford is over the line and says, hey, D, move back. D looks and goes, oh, shit, you're right. Thanks, bro. Then the play happens. They hike the ball. Tom Brady looks right. Dose the Gronk. Goes over his head, pick. Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And the the Patriots, the dynasty is still there, kinda, but now people are questioning it because now it's like, not only did you lose, you you lost via one of the worst mistakes a quarterback can make at the worst time. You know, it's not like you threw that pick in preseason. You do that. And so there be there be that conversation. You know, is you know that 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 play show who Tom Brady is, yada yada, blah blah blah. But then on top of it's, you know, you just you got that that would have put the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and then the no call. If they would have called it passion interference, the Saint the Saints in the Super Bowl. And I got the Chiefs and the Saints, in the Super Bowl, a Super Bowl that that no one predicted correctly <laughs> at the beginning of the year. People, some people were saying Saints at the beginning of the year. Some people were saying that. Some people were saying Vikings. Well, I saw like me like three people say Vikings. I didn't see a lot of people say Vikings, but I saw a lot of people say Saints, Eagles. Um Rams. No one said Bears. Like I said, only a few people said Vikings. Um, and uh on the AFC side everyone everyone said, you know, Patriots, Chargers, Steelers. <laughs> like those you know what I mean? Like those they were the safe bets to go because why is, why are they the safe bets to go? Because they're all veteran quarterbacks. They're all like ten plus year quarterbacks. So it's the safe bet. Um but instead, we have the Patriots and the Rams, and I feel like I feel like the Patriots are going to win this game. They're going to win this game by at least one possession. Um, I got a couple people telling me it's going to be a blowout. I don't agree though. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. But they're saying it based on like previous Rams games. You know, like the Rams only put up six against the against the Bears, meanwhile, the the the, the Patriots put up thirty eight against the Bears. That's a good point. That is a good point. Um. You know, you got people saying, you know, Aaron Donald. You know, as good as he is." most of his big games came against not so good not so great teams. Good point, good point. But I feel like, you know Antonio Brown could have the best game of his career against the Buccaneers. They don't really have a corner out there. I mean Brett Grimes is there, but is he really though? They don't really have anybody out there to stick Antonio Brown. He could have a three hundred and fifty yard game with three touchdowns, twenty catches. He could do that. It's possible. It'd be crazy, but it's possible. But, and that'll be like the greatest game of his career, the greatest game for any receiver. It'll really change the outlook on him. But yeah, there's going to be those people saying, yeah, but he did it against the Buccaneers. Mm, He did it against the Buccaneers, you know? Um, And it's like, it's an unfortunate reality, but at the end of the day, you're right, he did it against the Buccaneers, but he did it though there's a good chance he didn't do it. There's a couple of those passes he could have dropped. You know, so I feel like that has to to be taken into account too. Like, you know, the Ravens start the year and just beat the shit out of the the Bills, quarterbacked by fucking Nathan Peterman. You know, they beat the shit out of them and people, you know, would say, you know, yeah, but it's the Bills. You're right, it's the Bills, but still, it didn't need to be that severe. It could have been less worse. It could have been, you know... A little better than that. You know what I mean? Like the, the Bills could have played a little bit better than that, even though it was Nathan Nathan Peterman and whatnot. <clears throat> so I feel like, you know, the defense is better than the Patriots defense, being the fact that they have such good corners and they have a much better pass rush. The receivers are better than Patriots receivers. The Patriots, yeah, they have Edelman, Hogan, Gronk, but I mean I, I, I feel like as good as Edelman is I've seen him drop some some passes this year that that were not good, and I've seen Brandon Cooks just be such an X factor downfield. Brandon Cooks, honestly, what Ty, what Tyree Kill's doing right now is what Brandon Cooks was doing in New Orleans, and he did it a little bit last year in New England, and now he's doing it again in LA, and he's showing fans, look, I don't care what fucking team I'm on, I'm gonna fucking kill it. You know, you could put me anywhere, I'm gonna kill it, like. It was one thing going from Drew Brees to Tom Brady. Like, yeah, we're expecting you to still be just as good because you're going to Tom Brady. You're going to you're going to a quarterback who's just as good as your previous quarterback. Now, not to say Jared Goff is a bad quarterback, but he ain't no Tom Brady, ain't no Drew Brees. But it's but the chemistry is still there. Like the the fluidity is still there. Rapper Woods, we've known we've we've known he's a fucking monster. <laughs> Excuse me. And Josh Reynolds is just you know. Every game that he's been starting since Cooper Cup had to leave, unfortunately, due to injury, he's gotten better and better and better. You look at the running backs. Like I said earlier, you know, I, in my opinion, I don't know if Todd Gurley's hundred percent, but I know that one Todd Gurley, at a hundred percent, makes up for a, qu- a running back and a half, and that's important. Um. And on top of that you got CJ Anderson right behind him who like I was already saying you know he's, he he had like like three or four straight games with over 100 yards in every game when he when he started off with the Rams and whatnot. I give the edge to the Patriots of, of course that quarterback. And like I said, you know, like if if Tiger is 100% then they then the Rams have the edge at running back, but if not then I yeah, I, I lean more so towards the Patriots. Um and so, with that being said, now it's, you know, depending on Todd Gurley's health, you got Patriots, quarterback, running back, Rams, um, weapons, defense. And look, one sounds more important. Like, weapons and defense sounds much more important than quarterback, running back in a way. Because, like, we've seen really good quarterbacks struggle. Or, but yet, we've seen quarterbacks who we who we thought, you know, all oh, this guy's really good, and then he doesn't have any receivers to throw to, and now he's not so good. I, you know, Derek Carr, for instance. I love Derek Carr, but I'll be honest with you. This year, not a pretty year. At the same time, you you would have figured Jordy Nelson would translate. You would figure that, you know, being as how, how versatile, how... Good. Jared Cook was starting the year off. You'd figure like all this stuff would just complement each other. And then he also started the year with Amari Cooper, but it wasn't clicking. It wasn't working. Like it worked for like maybe like a couple good games, but it wasn't well, what was it, what should have been all year long. That should have he sh- like Derek Carr, in my opinion, had no excuse to not be one of the better quarterbacks this year. You started the year off. You had Martavis Bryant. I get it, there was trouble there. We had Martavis Bryant, jory Nelson, Amari Cooper, you also had Jared Cook. You got Marshawn Lynch and Doug Martin in the backfield. What? Well, I get it. Kalomack got traded. you were forced to do some. You're forced to figure things out. But I mean, come on, man. What went wrong? How did you? How were you not getting the ball down the field? But whatever. That's its own thing. Um. But yeah. So even though defense does win championships, but I feel like this this Patriots team they they're more prepared. They're going in there with the winning mentality. They're going in there with, with, with the mindset of we've been here before. What the, what the fuck is the difference? You know, the only thing, if anything, that, that I think would knock the Patriots is the fact that last year they went into a screwball that I think most people figured, oh, they got this. They got this. And it's kind of the same mentality that we're going into this game with. Oh, they got it. Which is scary. Which is scary because... You know, if you remember last year, you know what happened last year. After everyone was saying they got it, they didn't have it. So it's scary to have that same mindset going into this year. But at the same time, a lot of the times when they go to Super Bowl, there is that mindset of oh they got it because of the Patriots. They have they're, they're they're that dominant um, postseason wise. And I hate having to say this because I'm not I'm nowhere near a Patriots fan. Um, as a Colts fan, I fucking despise the Patriots. But look, I'm a sports fan at heart. Like, over the years, I've grown to become more of a sports fan as opposed to a team fan. There's a huge difference between a sports fan and a team fan. A team fan is never going to not say their team will be in the Super Bowl. A sports fan will keep it real and say when their team shouldn't be in the Super Bowl. As a Colts fan, like, last week, like, the the two weeks ago, watching the Colts play the Chiefs, I had a lot of people tell me, like, oh, you guys are going to win it. And meanwhile, I'm just like, "Eh, okay. Like, I wasn't sure. I didn't know. And if we didn't, I understood it. I was heartbroken watching us lose. You can ask anybody who's around me and they'll tell you I was heartbroken. But you know, I kind of, I kind of saw it coming. With the uh, the Patriots, you know, you you know, you go into the game and you're you're pretty confident they're gonna win. But this is one game I'm 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 confident with Vegas. I'm confident with the analysts. I'm confident with the fans. Excuse me, I don't see how the Rams can beat this can win this game. They can make an interesting game. They can make it a close game, and they can make everyone believe that. For time to come, Sean McVay is going to stay in that top two seed mark in the NFC. They'll make you believe that after after this game, but I don't think they'll, they're going to make you believe that they can become, you know, a Super Bowl a Super Bowl repeat. Because in order to become a Super Bowl repeat, you got to win the first time and then win the second time. And I don't think they're going to win this first time. So that's the way I'm seeing it. Um, I don't like doing score predictions because. It takes too much thinking. I don't feel like thinking that that hard. Um, it's just as simple as Patriots win by. I'll say this. You know what? Maybe I, maybe I, I, I think I do have a score prediction. I think I do. I'm gonna stay modest on it. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay modest on it. But I'm gonna take the over on it because I think it could be a higher score. But I'm gonna base myself off at twenty four twenty Patriots. But I'll take if I'm not. I'm not surprised if it goes higher than that if it's like you know 35 28 patriots or whatever the hell you know I'm, i would not be surprised or if it's like 35 to th- to 30 or some shit like i would not be surprised if that is the ending score so that's my prediction how long i'm how long have we been going now 45 minutes not bad that's not bad um so this is my show the uh your friendly neighborhood sports show I want it to be fun, I want it to be funny, I want it to be interesting, I want it to just feel like you're listening to a guy, you know, at the bar telling you giving you his takes on the sports world. Um I didn't get to talk about MMA today, but I do want to talk about MMA in the future. There is a fight coming up, I think I think the, yeah, this fight coming up this Saturday. Um Rafael Sunsaw versus Marlon Moraes. I think Moraes takes that fight. Knockout like in the second round, the co-main event is Jose Aldo versus Hanato Moicano. I think Jose Aldo takes that fight by decision. Um there's a couple other fights, pretty good fights it's in Brazil. Find out like ESPN plus I think. Not a sponsor by the way, just just saying that. Um But yeah, like just like if you're listening to this and you're and you're and you're interested in knowing like what's to look forward to. I love football. I love fighting. I love watching I I don't like fighting and I I don't fight personally. Don't let that be the misconception. But um I love watching people fight. As barbaric as it is. I love to watch it. Um, but yeah. So. If you're listening. Thank you for listening. That's my prediction. And if you're wondering. Yes. I did. Kind of purposely wait. till the Super Bowl. To start this podcast. So that I can make it easier for myself. Because. Let's be honest. If I would have started this thing week one. That's going to force me to cover 10 games. In 45. 45 to an hour. I'm not. I'm not a pro. I'm not there yet. Like I said. I don't. I don't. I don't have all the time, to- I don't have the time to go through topics. This makes it easy for me to start because I only have one thing to worry about. Moving forward, I can break it up, have more things to talk about. Um and then hopefully I can just have, you know, hope hopefully- I'm hoping for more success with this and more a sense of, you know, understanding it more and being better at it so that I can approach it and deliver it better, I guess you could say. So yeah, so trying to figure out how to end this without sounding like a without it just being so abrupt but um yeah that's all i got i hope you guys have if you're watching this in the daytime have a good day if you're watching it at nighttime have a good night good luck